Hello, and welcome to Short Talks from the Hill, a podcast from the University of Arkansas. I'm Chris Branham. On this episode, Randall Woods, Distinguished Professor of History, discusses President Lyndon Johnson's sweeping domestic agenda of the 1960s that became known as the Great Society. Woods is the author of Prisoners of Hope, a new book about LBJ and the Great Society. President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in November of 1963. Lyndon Baines Johnson, to his surprise, was suddenly president of the United States. He had dreamed of being president, but really politically it was not in the cards. But uh, he was determined to take uh, full advantage uh, of the opportunity. Johnson, like most presidents, was focused on domestic affairs. His grandfather had been a populist. Johnson had been a New Deal congressman. He was a New Deal liberal and wanted to fulfill the promise of past reform movements from populism to progressivism to the New Deal. He launched a uh, legislative program that Congress enacted between late 1963 and 1968 that was really unprecedented in American history. During that period, Congress passed more than a 1,000 pieces of legislation, most notably in civil rights, the Equal Accommodations Act of 1963, the Voting Rack Rights Act of 1965, the Fair Housing Act of 1968, uh, but also uh, the first measures uh, providing federal aid to education, uh, the creation of Medicare and Medicaid, the uh, war on poverty with the Office of Economic Opportunity, the uh, Clean Air and Clean uh, Water Acts, uh, the first consumer protection laws, vast uh, uh, wilderness areas were created uh, during this period, and also public radio and public television were products of the reform pro- program that came to be known as the Great Society. This was a period in contrast to the current current era in which politics worked. Uh, Johnson was a master uh, at congressional politics. He had been a Senate majority leader. He knew Congress as well as anyone in American history. He uh, was able to uh, form bipartisan coalitions to support these uh, very controversial uh, and path-breaking pieces of legislation. His primary tactics were that he never asked a congressman or senator to vote against uh, or vote for a measure that would defeat him or her, uh, and he appealed to their patriotism. If they were not going to be defeated, uh, they should and were duty-bound to vote for legislation that would further the greater good. Now, Johnson alone was not responsible for this program. Uh, There were forces at work. The civil rights movement was already well underway. It had become a mass movement with the advent of Martin Luther King and the the formation of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and the Students for Nonviolent Coordinating Committee become a mass movement, uh, demonstrations and protests, sympathy for those who were assaulted uh, in, in, during those protests and demonstrations, had created a groundswell of uh, sympathy for racial justice in this country. 
in addition to the civil rights movement, there was the launching of Sputnik, the Soviet satellite, in 1957, uh, which seemed to demonstrate that the Soviets uh, held superiority of the U.S. in science and technology, and it touched off a great wave of soul-searching. There was a greater, much greater emphasis on education in this country, a drive for, for excellence, which certainly helped Johnson uh, during his uh, campaign of reform in the 1960s. There were certainly obstacles that Johnson and uh, the other architects of the legislative program had to overcome. A conservative coalition, this uh, coalition of uh, Southern segregationist Democrats and conservative Republicans uh, had uh, since uh, the 1940s been acting to block reform in this country. They were still uh, very much in evidence. The Vietnam War was looming on the horizon. Uh, Johnson would be the person who Americanized the war uh, very much against his better judgment, but uh, nevertheless he was responsible. The new left, the student protest movement that uh, gradually merged uh, with the anti-war movement uh, and which produced uh, very acrimonious and and divisive uh, marches and protests in this country, the emergence of the counterculture, uh, and particularly the uh, urban rioting uh, that uh, developed between 65 and 68 as the civil rights movement moved north created a backlash among middle-class white Americans and a backlash against the war in Vietnam and, and the backlash against uh, the protest against the war in Vietnam and against the whole concept of reform that Johnson uh, depended upon, particularly after the Detroit riot of 1967, so devastating the uh, reform movement, the Great Society, uh, really became dead, dead in the water. Johnson would, in March of 1968, announce that he would not be a candidate for another term um, as as president. What followed was the horrific uh, Chicago convention, a Democratic uh, convention in Chicago, and the election of, of, of Richard Nixon. The Reagan administration and and the new right uh, pilloried uh, the Great Society. Uh, They argued that that it created uh, a sense of entitlement and dependency in this country, that it undermined self-respect, that the tolerance of protest and street demonstrations, they equated those with rioting and looting, erroneously, but they equated them successfully in the public mind, that the Great Society had really been uh, responsible for the chaos of uh, of the late 1960s. And uh, really, the the Great Society until recently has been largely ignored by historians. Hillary Clinton was the first presidential candidate uh, during a campaign to even mention Lyndon Johnson's name. That's beginning to change. But uh, whatever conservatives might uh, uh, say about uh, the Great Society, they have not moved really to dismantle any of its uh, fundamental components. Uh, Medicare still stands, path-breaking civil civil rights legislation, federal aid to education, uh, consumer protection, the Immigration Act of 1965, which really put this country back on the road toward uh, toward diversity, uh, all uh, still stands. It may be said that uh, the fires of the 1960s uh, may have burned the the Great Society House down, but the but the foundation still remains. Music for Short Talks from the Hill was written and performed by Ben Harris, guitar instructor at the University of Arkansas. For more information and additional podcasts, go to KUAF.com or researchfrontiers.uark.edu, the home of research news at the University of Arkansas.